you can start very small. You can literally start trying to market to one account and then you can build it up. And typically, you know, even large accounts won't have account-based marketing stretching beyond maybe a thousand, you know, target companies, even with huge marketing departments. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm Matt Rouse, and today my guest is Mike Maynard. He is a B2B digital PR specialist, and he's the owner of Napier, which is a marketing PR firm in the United Kingdom. Mike, how are you today? I'm great, Matt. Thanks for having me on the show. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into marketing? Oh, that's a, a really interesting question. So um, I actually started out my career as an engineer. I was an electronics engineer. And I did a variety of things. I designed uh, mixing desks for recording studios. I built systems that used to burn printing rollers with lasers. But I rapidly realized that I, I wasn't really that good as an engineer. And actually, what I liked to do was to talk about things. So uh, I then moved into sales, um, actually technical sales, and did a lot of uh, support for other engineers, helping them designing different products. And then uh, got sent on a, uh, a management development course. And at the end of the course, we all had a few beers and someone said to me, do you know what, Mike, you should start your own company. And I looked at them, I said, what you mean is you'd never want to employ me, don't you? And, and, and uh, she, she looked back, she laughed and she said, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I mean. And then about three weeks after that, the agency my company was using, who I'd worked with a lot, I'd done a lot of briefings uh, for journalists with them. Someone phoned me up and said the uh, two founders are leaving, so uh, they want to retire. They're looking to sell the agency. I think you should buy it. And recklessly, I thought, well, how hard can it be to run an agency? So <laughs> long and short of it was, uh, I ended up buying the agency. Right. Yeah, no one ever like bought an agency for the, hey, I can't wait to get into agency work so I can work less hours. <laughs> well... I have to say, I, I'd like to say that that I'd even got that much research done, but I had no clue. Um, <laughs> I just decided that uh, it was really interesting, and it's it's been a bit of a roller coaster. There, there's there's been some downs, but there's also definitely been some ups as well. Yeah, I think any time that you're, you know, you have kind of a, a client relationship that is fundamental to the success of their business, you're going to have some difficult conversations sometimes. I mean, just eventually it's going to happen. Yeah, we, we had a, a client at one point that was about 80% of our business. You know, at one point we were, we were extremely reliant on that client and we've managed to grow the business now. So, uh, we, we've really expanded beyond being very reliant, but I certainly understand what you mean about, you know, pressure from, you know, absolutely one client could pretty much turn the lights out. Yeah. And I mean, the, uh, there's also that pressure on the business owners or at least, you know, whoever's in their management of the business, depending upon the size of it, that, you know, their job or their living or their bonus is dependent on, you know, executing on their strategy. And, uh, you know, it's so important to have communication with people on those things. And I, you know what I wanted to, this kind of leads right into what we want to talk about. And that's account based marketing. And I think that a lot of people maybe in smaller businesses or have startups and stuff may not have heard of account-based marketing or know what it is. So do you want to maybe define that a little bit? 
Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And I think account-based marketing means different things to different people. So people talk about account-based marketing as, you know, this one-to-many or one-to-one type marketing. Actually, that there's two real ways that I think you can look at account-based marketing. One is simply looking at targeting markets. So you want to hit a particular industry, which actually suddenly makes account-based marketing seem much less new and much more like good marketing. And then the other is if you want to reach specific companies, and this is where it gets particularly exciting. And I think for smaller companies, it's where it gets incredibly exciting because what you're doing is you're you're actually doing good marketing, but you're focusing your budget down on the companies that really can move the needle for your business. And so that's probably the biggest difference from traditional marketing. I guess, well, it depends how far you go back, but instead of maybe the the funnel approach where you're just trying to fill as many people in the top of the funnel as you can and kind of drill down from there, account-based marketing, you're kind of more of a laser approach than kind of the shotgun approach. Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right there, Matt. It's all about quality in and making sure that the people who come into the top of the funnel are the people who ultimately can spend a lot of money with your business and really move your business to the next level. So how would you identify like who those accounts are going to be? That That's a great question. And it's one of those things where there, there actually is no really good answer. So typically what we do when we work with clients is we'll start on a very small campaign. And sometimes that can be one one target customer. And they say, look, you know, We've got a problem. We had a client who their director of European sales came to us. He said, I've got a real problem. My CEO wants a meeting with this company. I haven't been able to get one. And we said, well, okay, we've talked about account-based marketing. Let's see if it works. And I have to be honest, you know, with one account, you're never sure whether it's going to work because like, like all marketing, it's a bit of a numbers game. But we ran a very targeted campaign to this, uh, this client. And within a week, they actually got an inquiry, which was fantastic. And then the sales, the sales director took that on and ran with it. And I believe that they're doing very well with that uh, client at the moment. So you can start very small. You can literally start trying to market to one account and then you can build it up. And typically, you know, even large accounts won't have account-based marketing stretching beyond maybe a thousand, you know, target companies, even with huge marketing departments. Generally speaking, it's all about focusing down on the, the really biggest accounts. And is, is it only a B2B kind of thing or is it can you use it for like direct to consumer marketing too? It's an interesting question. I mean, we're, we're a B2B agency and, and we use it a lot because um, clearly, uh, you know, it's a really valuable tactic in B2B. But actually, the truth is in a lot of consumer marketing, there's a huge difference between, you know, one consumer and, and the next person. And actually, if you look at it, you know, in some industries, people are very, very focused. You think about things like luxury yachts. Um, there, these guys know pretty much who they're going to sell to. And so they will have what is very similar to an account-based marketing. Or, I, I mean, we literally have the Rolls-Royce car factory just down the road from uh, our office. And there again, they know exactly who they're going to target. So they might not call it account-based marketing, but they absolutely are taking the same principles of focusing their marketing budget down on the people who are going to spend the most with them. Right. So do you guys all drive a Rolls Royce then? Uh, everyone in the UK drives a Rolls Royce. Did you not know? <laughs> Just everybody, right? All the, all, the, all the doors open backwards and it's funny. 
Well, you know, where I live, we do have Nike here, right? And so pretty much everybody wears Nike, everything all the time. But obviously, it's not the cost of a Rolls Royce. So do you have maybe another example of an account-based marketing campaign that's kind of more than just one specific kind of client? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe I I can even talk about Napier as as an example. So as an agency, we actually adopt a a non-conflict policy. So we won't take on brands that are direct competitors. But we're we're very, very focused on certain target markets. So it means that um, in some of our strongest markets where we own, you know, we have a client that that actually is one of the leading companies in that market, it rules us out of an awful lot of companies. So what we need to do is be very careful and pick, you know, the best companies to work with in each market because the non-compete limits how much we can grow. And so when we look at expanding into, you know, new markets or growing markets where we've just entered, we're very, very specific about who we want to work with. And we have we have a list of criteria. And it's not just how much they spend on marketing. It's all about whether they fit with us, whether they're likely to work with us, as well as whether they've got the budget. So I think you know that's another important thing about account-based marketing is sometimes it's not just about account size. Sometimes it's about fit and finding the right fit. And in fact, the companies that not only are going to spend good money with you because they're a great fit, but actually are going to be easier for your sales team to close. That's another important thing to remember. For our company, uh, my agency, the fit with whoever we're going to be in communication with is probably one of the most important factors just because we want it to be smooth, even communication that we can, you know, make sure that they understand what we're saying. We understand what they're saying and everybody knows what the expectations are. And it just makes things go so much smoothly. You know, Scott that I work with, my business partner, you know, her, him and I had a really long chat several years ago and said, here's a list of the types of, you know, people that we worked with in the past that didn't work out or we didn't like working with. And we are not going to work with these kind of people again. <laughs> and that was just it. Like we just said, we're going to draw a line in the sand if I don't care how much money they have. They don't have enough to pay us for it to be that much of a pain in the ass. Right. And I think fit is super important. You didn't get into the agency life so that you could take shit from people, right? I mean, you want to have a, you know, you want to have a good working environment and all that kind of stuff. I think that's brilliant, though. So when you're doing account-based marketing, obviously it's going to be different for different sizes of companies. But generally, I would say, like, what kind of number of accounts are you looking at? Like, is it make a list of your top 50 kind of thing and then go research them? Or do you think... You know, it's obviously if you have a bigger sales force, you can do more. But I'm saying for your average company, do you think that's in the neighborhood or? that That's actually almost exactly what we do. So (laughs) normally we'd start off with a pilot that typically is sort of the one to five companies, sometimes a bit more. But generally speaking, for most companies, what you need is, is a list of, you know, at least about 50. Because you've got to accept, like with any marketing, not everyone that sees your campaign is going to become a customer. So you want to be able to be winning customers on a reasonably frequent basis. So just having five companies can be very, very hard. But what you can do with 50 is typically you can get a stream of of inquiries. And some clients have, you know, 100, a couple of hundred. But generally, we we again recommend the whole point of uh, ABM is to focus your money on what's going to make the biggest difference. So if your list gets too big, that focus goes away. So it's, it's all about focus. 
And so, I mean, without giving away any of like your secret sauce kind of thing, what is that marketing campaign look like? Is it is it kind of a combination of maybe cold calling plus maybe some digital outreach and some advertising or is it something else, maybe PR related? Yeah, great question. And I think, you know, the interesting thing is you can do almost anything within account based marketing. So almost any marketing tactic can be applied. But typically speaking, what happens with account based marketing is it's the more direct and um, activities that really get prioritized. So in terms of initially reaching people, obviously, there is, uh, you know, some work where people go in building their databases. But also, you know, with our business, particularly, which is B2B, LinkedIn is huge. And LinkedIn gives you really good capabilities to target adverts, not just to particular companies, but particular people within them. So you can look at roles, you can look at job titles. So LinkedIn forms an absolute core of what we do. Typically, our clients are also going to have, you know, most of their target accounts in their database. They're going to have contacts. So again, you can do things like uh, CRM retargeting, where you take the uh, the email addresses and and send ads based on email. That is certainly imperfect because uh, these services don't match 100% of the emails to cookies, and it's actually much diff- much more difficult in Europe because the uh, very tight GDPR privacy legislation means that some of the companies that are, are doing a really good job in ABM, like Terminus, aren't really able to operate in the same way in Europe. So th- there's a lot of opportunity to uh, to actually target people through different ways. And it's all about thinking, you know, what these companies want to see and what they want to hear from you. Thinking from a company point of view rather than a much broader market point of view. Right. Do you guys do any work around potentially targeting employees on their kind of personal side accounts, like advertising PR related material or, you know, that kind of stuff to say through like Facebook or Twitter or something like that or Instagram? So so that's a great question. And we have done some uh, particularly Facebook advertising. I think you have to be careful and particularly you know this is a european thing where people are a lot more sensitive about privacy and what you don't want to be do is is to target someone with intrusive ads that feel like they're a little bit creepy on a platform they consider to be personal and certainly in europe and i think it's pretty similar in the states you know it, it's fairly true that that facebook is primarily personal and linkedin is primarily business so most of our clients are very careful about not crossing that creepy line, as people call it. I think you need to be pretty careful, even on the consumer marketing side. I mean, you see some people who are definitely over the line. You know, you get a company like Get Emails, where they pull email addresses from people that come to your website and subscribe them. And then they retarget you with an ad that says, hey, I saw you were looking at my website. (laughs) You know, that's (laughs) you, you can't get away with that in the UK, right? Or in Europe. But there's also, I mean, there's there's places like B2B places like Headhunter and like Lead Finder and places like that where you can get leads of people who came to your website and it'll supply you with potential email addresses from the company and things like that. I think also things like HubSpot and Salesforce, Infusionsoft all have some of that functionality built in. Do you guys use anything like Salesforce or any of that kind of stuff? Actually, our Salesforce office is down the street. <laughs> I, I mean, the first thing is the 
the services that look at who comes to your website by IP address, we found to be pretty limited in terms of their applicability. So occasionally they can be useful, but a lot of our clients are targeting, you know, big engineering companies. So they, they might be targeting, you know, Airbus. And if an engineer visits your website from Airbus, nobody knows who that is. It, it, it's really tough. So what you want to do is you do actually, as you, you suggest, you want to use marketing automation. So you build inbound campaigns that then have uh, content behind forms. And we use a, an awful lot of marketing automation. We're a, a HubSpot partner. We're a SharpSpring partner. We're actually, you know, we've, we've moved our own site from, from HubSpot to SharpSpring recently. But we also run campaigns for clients on Marketo and Pardo and, you know, pretty much any of the, the major automation systems. And that's always a key part because what you want to do with these account-based marketing campaigns is, is build knowledge of the account. And that knowledge relies on building contacts. And, and so you've got to gate content and get people to fill in forms. Right. And for some of our business owners out there who may not be as familiar with the marketing automation side, things like SharpSpring and HubSpot and Marketo and these, what they do is they collect a combination of online data that you acquire from people coming to your website. It could be through social media. And also you want to track your outbound, like your calling from your sales force and things like that. And all of that gets wrapped up into an account that tracks all the information about that company. And then they can also give you information like, well, this person has been visiting more often and they've been to these specific pages that are kind of buying signals. And we think they're, you know, that usually gives them kind of a, like a relevant score of some kind. Everybody calls it something different, right? They'll be like, okay, well, we're 80% sure this person is looking to buy something now. You know, and then you can have your salespeople reach out to them. That's a super basic overview of what those things do. You know, and there's Salesforce, Infusionsoft, some other stuff that does that also. So let me ask you before we wrap up, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you think would be important for businesses to know about account-based marketing? I think you've covered a lot. To, to me, the most important thing with account-based marketing is it isn't a single tactic. So if you want your account-based marketing to succeed, you've actually got to use multiple ways to reach those accounts. And that ranges from, you know, programmatic advertising, CRM retargeting through email marketing, all the way through to, you know, e even good old postal mailers. And suddenly, because you're focusing your marketing budget on a much smaller list of accounts, you can actually spend more per interaction and still get a positive return. So to me, I think it's all about thinking holistically and making sure that you, you use a range of tactics rather than just thinking it's one thing. Good. Yeah. And I mean, I have to agree, like when we look at stuff like advertising on LinkedIn, I would say it's probably 10 times the cost of running ads on Facebook or Instagram. But if you're drilling it down properly to the right people, then you only need to spend one tenth of the money. So, you know, it all kind of evens out. Right. But it really depends who you're looking for. And I think account based marketing is something that I, I know that our agency has been looking into it pretty heavily over the last year or so, you know, basically building up a database and saying who of these people that we have contact with or that, you know, are in our area of expertise are people we potentially want to work with and how do we get a hold of those people? You know, so this is a good timely conversation. And I think especially, you know, now that companies have had a little bit of time from the whole coronavirus and quarantine and all that stuff going on, just so people know, we're recording this July 16th, you know, like in the United States anyway, they're 
they're starting to bring back quarantine again after they opened up a little too early in some cases. And so account-based marketing gives you the ability to reach out to companies that you know are still in business or are doing well in the current economy. And I think that's going to be a fast, fantastic way for companies to move move the needle in a, in a difficult business climate. So, Mike, thanks for being on the show today. And uh, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Well, thanks for having me on the show, Matt. It's been a great discussion. And I thought you gave one of the best explanations of marketing automation I've ever heard covering what, what is a huge range of stuff. So it's, it's been been great. If people want to get a hold of me, the easiest way is probably either on LinkedIn, search for Mike Maynard Napier, and that will get me. We also have a podcast I present that one day we'd like to be as good as yours, which is Marketing B2B Technology. And then obviously you can contact me through our website, which is napierb2b.com. Perfect. And those will be in the show notes. You can get the show notes at hookseo.com slash podcast. And uh, I will definitely check out your podcast. I have it on on my list of, of podcasts right now to to get through. The problem is I'm hardly ever driving anymore. That was like when I listen to podcasts all the time. So I'm trying to like take some car trips and stuff. It's <laughs> just so I can get some more podcasting in. But Mike, thanks for being on the show. And I hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you again soon. Amazing. Thanks, Matt. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.